1: Welcome to Blue Jays Today Show, where today, guys, we're going to talk about the Toronto Blue Jays and the recent spring training updates and how that pitching rotation, that is looking very scary, as well as some other Blue Jay players that are showing up to camp today, and it's looking pretty lethal. We'll get into all the updates and more. I'm your host, Adam Paddle.
0: And I'm your host, Nicholas Playlog, and we do this every single year. Not just us. (laughs) Y'all are guilty as well. We're all guilty, but the train is starting to leave the station, the hype train, and it is getting people on board. I am one of those people. You are one of those people. One thing I want to talk about a little bit later is—is uh, is, like, should we be doing this? You know, because because we do it every single season. That's after, of course, we break am, down all of the updates about why we need to be getting on this train to begin with. But it feels good that the team is making us feel good, right? Like, I don't feel like a bottom-dweller right now when I'm getting all of these updates about everybody being elite and when people are coming out and saying that this guy looks good and this guy's in the best shape of his life. And there are reasons to be excited here.
1: Yeah, and obviously, I'm going to say this just to blanket this whole video, obviously people are going to be talking about their own teammates and their own, you know, um, you know, managers talking about their own uh, players as good and they're looking good. So they're obviously going to hype them up to the media but we can de- we can decide for ourselves on whether we think that this is warranted or not.
0: Well, let's start with what Chris Bassett had to say. Everybody, Chris Bassett, absolutely incredible human being, incredible on the mound as well. He came out and said that the Blue Jays they have seven. MLB starters and he quoted and said if Ricky or Francis needs to start for us this year and they become our number one I don't think anyone would be shocked as crazy as that is that's how good all of their uh, that's how good of stuff they have Mm. that's how mature they are seven MLB starters most teams five is enough in fact a lot of teams
1: yeah, they don't even have five. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Like they're lucky if they get five. Toronto Blue Jays, he's saying that we have seven. The depth in your pitching staff, if you have seven, is absolutely phenomenal. How are you feeling about what he just said there about Ricky, about Francis, about the pitching staff as a whole?
1: Well, I mean, we're going to definitely break it down in a bit more. I mean, to say that Ricky Tiedemann is a MLB starter, uh, is that hype up my teammate or is that actual fact? I think that's more hype up teammate because we haven't seen him pitch in a major league game. So uh, that's my first thought there. Francis, however, Francis has pitched in some major league games last year and is low-key under the radar this season I Mm -hmm. think that's the Mm -hmm. first guy I want to start with but before we do I just want to remind each other like everybody in this chat just how good the Blue Jays were last year I mean look fourth in baseball, in pitching, and we got carried by this pitching staff. So the fact that we got to double down on the pitching and have even more good quality starters on this team is very, very a- exceptional. Like we need that because look, we were healthy last year. Yeah. So having the depth of seven is great. Yeah, yeah. of
0: course. And and yeah. I mean, like when you're when you're looking back at that team too, that was a team that really didn't have Alec Manoa no. at all, or or you know Alec Manoa was contributing to lower or to heightening that ERA. Excuse me, bringing yeah, it even literally. higher than it was. Uh, I mean, you did have Hanjin Ryu for a time. You Hyunjin Ryu for a time but you feel like the rotation this year maybe this is a stretch but I mean I feel like the rotation that we have walking into this season is better than it was I think so last year I think so right like at this yep. time to, to start <clears throat> the year because when we were starting it last year we were excited about it but I'm feeling like this right. rotation is better than we were last year at this time because
1: you're looking at last year rotation you were still worried about Jose Barrios you were yeah, yeah. worried about Yusei Kikuchi. I remember making a video in the offseason being like, "Ah, oh, Yusei is like actually bad and the Blue Jays might be thinking about trying to get rid of him at some point." Yeah, and that, I mean, that was a conversation going into last offseason. Now, I think we were very hopeful um, you know, that he was going to bounce back and he did. So, right now we're going into this into this season with four Good starters, some of them elite starters, yeah, right? Totally. With Kevin Gosman. We are very feeling we're very we're- honestly, Alec Manoa, the way we feel about Alec Manoa this season is what we're feeling about Yusei Kuchi last season. We're we kind of sure. getting hyped yeah. a little bit, sure. right? And then you had an emergence of Bowden Francis coming out of nowhere and your number one prospect getting a year older. And Bowden Francis is the guy I want to pivot to right here because low-key in 36 and one-thirds innings last year. Most of them out of the bullpen. Some of them he did uh, uh, spot start here Mm -hmm, and there. mm -hmm. He had an ERA of 173 and a whip of 0.826. Now, at 27 years old, this guy is starting to enter into the prime of his athletic career. This is a guy that a lot of the players and people around the team are very excited about. And he could provide that depth that the Blue Jays much needed.
0: Well, I I think I like Bowden Francis a lot because... uh, even though Chris Bassett is saying, well, maybe he could finish the year as our number one guy, and obviously that's a bit of an exaggeration. Right. I think I'm most excited for him to come in and to do kind of what he did last year, right? When you do need somebody, when you do have, maybe you got back-to-back games, right? Like you had to move one, so you got a doubleheader going on, and you need some innings mm-hmm. for somebody, or maybe somebody, like they you know, they, they hurt their wrist last game, and right. so they're going to be off for a week, and now you need somebody else. Well, Bowdoin Francis... Can be that guy, and he's shown that he could be very, very effective at that role too. You could even put him into the into the bullpen and make him be the long man if you wanted to, because so. he is stretched out right now to be a starter. All of the pitching coaches, Pete Walker, all, John Schneider, they've come out and they've really like talked this guy up. They they've uh, sw- sung his praises yeah. as well as Chris Bassett. So I'm excited for Bowden Francis not to necessarily come in and be a starter. Like if we need him to, sure. But I'm kind of excited for him to do exactly what he did last year, just more of it.
1: Yeah, we, he we, he wasn't up to the Major League roster for most of the season last year. Like, no, he no, came no, up yeah. near the end, right? So so I want to see a full season of Bowden Francis. And the same reason I'm excited about Yariel Rodriguez is the same reason why I'm excited about Bowden Francis for the exact reasons that you just said. It never can hurt to have that option, especially the length. Coming mm-hmm. out of the bullpen or having a spot start here and there. Because the number one thing is you got to keep this rotation healthy. They ate a lot of innings last year. Yeah, they did. And even though they're experienced rotation, like veteran guys, you still got to protect their arms. So if you need to protect their arms, maybe roll out a vote in Francis or even a Rodriguez at right, yeah. one point.
0: I-, I think that's another great point too, right? Like, Like, Gosman was feasting on innings last year like this guy it felt like every time that this guy hit the mound like it was like seven eight Mm, maybe even nine mm. innings and and that's phenomenal like the fact that he can do that is absolutely incredible but there is gonna come a time as he gets older that it might not be so easy to go eight every single time he's out right you might need to give this guy an additional day of rest every now and again having a boat in francis that just allows you to do that, and, and he's not the only one in that role because he mm-hmm. brought up Yariel Rodriguez. Mm-hmm. Yariel Rodriguez is looking really, really good so far mm-hmm. with, it, with the Toronto Blue Jays. He came out today, guys, and he said, uh, I am very emotional, very emotional and intense. <laughs> I like playing with the hitter's head and their mentality. I'm very intense. Now, I would imagine that English isn't necessarily his first language, so maybe he just loves the word emotional
1: and intense, but look at his goddamn face, dude.
0: That is somebody that intense. looks
1: intense to me. Yeah, I mean I'm throw him on the thumbnail because I was looking at who am I gonna put here and like just his stare was yeah. just awesome. Dude, look, look, again, same reasons why I like this guy. This guy has a little bit more, you know, I guess not to say that Bowden Francis doesn't have the upside to be a starter, because apparently Chris Bassett thinks so, like being a number one starter, but this guy does have the upside for the Toronto Blue Jays as being a dominant starter. And what I love about him. Uh, and granted, I, I've seen a little bit of video of Bowden. Maybe he's looking good too. But what I love about Yario uh, Rodriguez, I love his I love his delivery. And this is the first time we're going to see him in a Blue Jays uniform. But you see how he hides that ball so long going into his stretch. And that's what I love. Because if he throws upper 90s, well, that upper 90 fastball is going to look like 100 to the hitter. Yeah. When he's hiding the ball for that long. There's so much to love about him. We know that a slider is gross. It's one of the best out there. I'm excited to see the upside. Now, what kind of role is he going to play for the Toronto Blue Jays? Well, I think he said it right here. He said he wants to be a starter. That's who I am, but he's willing to help the team any way we can. When we first signed him, we were kind of questioning what kind of role is he going to be. They wanted to bring him up as a starter, but obviously you see the rotation right now. It's pretty locked in. So if he can, you know, at, at minimum, come up in a voted Francis type role at some point in the season that's going to help the Toronto Blue Jays.
0: I I think for sure that he's going to start some games for this sure. year. I'm going to talk more about him in a second. Just quick shout-out to Michael Goodrich, yes. who just gifted a Blue Jays Today membership. Shout-out, guys. Thank Let's you so go. much to everybody who's watching so far. Subscribe, who's liked the channel. We appreciate all of y'all. Yariel Rodriguez, to me... Um, I don't think that you're going to see him necessarily start in that rotation off the hop. I think that you got to lock in mm-hmm. with the guys that you currently have because you do have five starters who deserve to be there. Manoa, Gosman, Bassett, Yusei Kikuchi, and then obviously Jose Burrio. So that's going to be your starting five. But I would not be surprised in the slightest if... As the season goes on, as people start to get worn out, maybe there's an injury. Maybe there's not some. Maybe somebody's not performing as they should. Maybe they need a week off, right? I would not be surprised at all to see Yariel Rodriguez come in and start making those starts, guys. Like I have no idea what his over-underline would be for how many starts that he's going to have, but I would project that he's probably going to end up with five or six or seven starts at the end of the season, just based off of. Uh, Somebody, somebody needing a day off, somebody getting injured, mm-hmm. you know, all, all mm-hmm. of these things, they start adding up. Yario Rodriguez, I think that he's going to be the first guy on that list to mm-hmm. own that spot. And then maybe you have Bowdoin Francis there as well.
1: Yeah. You know, when I was thinking about Ryu, you know, last year when he was coming back from his Tommy John, if you were to ask me how many starts he's going to get, well, I was like, well, maybe we're going to transition Ryu to a bullpen role. And <laughs> that was me thinking that everything was going to go right with the Toronto Blue Jays. Yeah, I wouldn't have the year he did, uh, but he did. And there was a fifth spot open. So there is going to be at some point or another, whether we like it or not, there will be a spot opening due to injury, underperformance. And that's the beauty of having Bowdoin Francis and Yariel Rodriguez right there, waiting in the wings, ready to go into that role.
0: And I, I think we, we've talked about this before, right? But when you're looking at that rotation and just all of the contracts on it, it feels like such a natural change to have... Yario Rodriguez, start to take over that Yusei Kikuchi role, right? And I feel like if you're the Toronto Blue Jays, you want to know that this guy's capable of doing that by the end of this season, right? You want to enter the offseason knowing okay, Yario Rodriguez started six games for us this year. He was solid. There is some stuff to work on, but we can walk in with him being our number five guy in 2025, right? Sure. And, and let Yusei Kikuchi walk. I think that that's something that these guys want to know, and I do anticipate that they're going to experiment with him getting that, getting that role at one point or another.
1: Now, we're talking right here that Yario Rodriguez... I want to bring up a little discussion here. We're talking that Yario Rodriguez is the next man up, but what if we go into the season and Bowden Francis... Maybe he's already with the Jays in the pen. He's, he's long. He's stretched out, right? Uh, what if he's just dominating? And Yariel right now is in AAA, maybe getting some work done. Because I know they said they floored with the idea of maybe starting him in AAA. Mm-hmm. Maybe uh, grow him a little bit there. See what if they could develop a pitch down there for him. Uh, if if Bowden's ready to go maybe Bowden steps in right away you never know it depends on how well these pitchers are doing and how the development is going. I
0: wouldn't be surprised to see Bowden Francis start a game or two like as we were talking about him I do think that all of the praise that's coming out about him it's making me feel a little bit better about that possibility happening right I, I do think that I think that when they were selling Yariel Rodriguez on this team and the amount that he's come out and talked about it yeah like they had to include that in the pitch. Because yeah. if you're Yariel Rodriguez, just think about it this way, right? Mm-hmm. If, you, if you have this meeting with the Toronto Blue Jays, and in the meeting, they go, yeah, sorry, uh, we're not going to make you a starter. Bowdoin Francis is actually the guy. like You're right. not going to be up for us. That if you're Yariel Rodriguez, you're not coming out to the media and saying, I want to be a starter. Yeah. This is the role that I want to do. Like, for that sure. would be such a terrible look for this new team. So I do think that they probably talked to him about it and said, okay, listen, right. be patient with us. It, your time is going to come. We are going to get you there eventually. Mm-hmm. And I think that might have been one of the selling points for him. And that's why he's really hammering the point home and going, this is <laughs> this is what I want to do, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah, because he knows, he's he's very well aware that the Blue Jays have a very full rotation right now. So, yeah, maybe he is pitching for that like next man up, that six man kind of role, just hammering it in. And he's got to prove it too, right? He's got to prove it when he goes to AAA, if they decide to start him there. He's got to prove that he's willing to uh, do the work down there.
0: Exactly, right? And he's also got to factor in... We got a pretty damn good prospect in that role as well. Ricky Tiedemann is turning a few heads at spring training right now. We all knew that we were excited about this guy to begin with. Everybody knew that this is literally our top prospect. Mm -hmm. He should be really good at baseball. He was hitting 96 yeah. In, his, in his first outing right now, he's throwing a Danny Jansen. 96 on the radar gun. Apparently, everybody was saying that his stuff looked absolutely phenomenal. Ricky Tiedemann also apparently had a phenomenal offseason. Mm-hmm. I don't know if this is true or not. 19 pounds of muscle. Now, that is an, yep. that is an insane amount of muscle to add on. Yep. But that's that's the word around camp right now is that this guy is coming in in possibly the best shape of his entire life, feeling good, throwing hard. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm starting to think that there's a real chance that we see this guy in the MLB this year, man.
1: There could be. I mean, hey, like we're talking about Francis being the next guy up. We're talking about uh, Yario Rodriguez. I mean, in Chris Bass's quote to start off this video, like he didn't even mention, uh, Chris Bass didn't even mention Yario Rodriguez. He literally mentioned Ricky Tiedemann. Like he's already a guy ready to walk in, right? And I mean, Pete Walker talked about him too. I'll throw this into the conversation. Pete Walker talked about Ricky Tiedemann saying, He's still maturing, for sure, even though Chris Bassett said he is very mature, which yeah. I no doubt he probably is. Uh, Ricky Tiedemann, he's still maturing. He's a young kid that's still growing. He looks extremely strong. I've seen his sides a lot, his BP. It looks great. Uh, he's going to get his opportunities to pitch. Mm-hmm. So that, for me, that line right there, where he's going to get his opportunities to pitch, is talking about the major leagues. Yeah, maybe He's talking about definitely talking about AAA. Absolutely. I think he starts out in triple-A. He's going to be the guy right there. Yeah, go. yeah. you, you right? don't
0: you don't start him out right now. There's too many other guys no, in that course. in that rotation of to course. start him out right now.
1: So w- for me, I love Ricky Tiedemann and maybe because he is a prospect and maybe because I, I see the Toronto Blue Jays protecting their prospects a lot and because they have such already a, a depth mm-hmm. of starting pitching talent. Where do you see Ricky Tiedemann getting an opportunity to pitch in the big Like, What needs to happen for him to actually get that chance?
0: Well, okay, th- there's a few different things. First yeah. off, and this is something that we haven't discussed yet, Ricky Tiedemann has got to show the Toronto Blue Jays that he's capable of handling a lot of innings because that's last very true. last season right. he didn't really get the workload that everybody hoped for okay mm-hmm. and they, and they actually talked about this they said that we would have wanted him to pitch more last year it didn't happen for him for variety of reasons so i think that they need to or he needs to immediately show these guys like hey i'm fully healthy i can handle these innings yeah. you know he goes out he pitches a month or two in triple a and he's still feeling 100% that's step 1 number 2 there's a few different ways of looking at this because, one, I was thinking, okay, well, maybe if there's a hole in the rotation, there's automatically a spot right there, right? Maybe somebody gets hurt or potentially there's a really bad performance. Maybe there's a spot right there. Alternatively, there's another way of looking at this. What if all five of our guys are elite? What if right, all five right. are elite? What if Yusei Kikuchi is elite <laughs> and, you're getting, and you're getting close to trade deadline? Maybe this is Fantasyland, but you're getting close to trade deadline and... All five of our guys are elite, Yusei Kikuchi's on a one-year deal. Mm. We're missing out on something else. We're missing out on something else. If Ricky Tiedemann is popping off in AAA, Mm. I'm not saying that it's going to happen, but I think that the conversation then opens up to saying, okay, well, maybe we can afford to to move Yusei Kikuchi to, to another contending team that potentially needs a pitcher. We need a third baseman. We need something else. Maybe there's an option there. There's two different ways of looking at this here. I'm not saying that that's going to happen, but I, but I think that there's a, that would at least open the door, open the conversation for him to potentially get up here.
1: I, I could see that uh in a reality i think maybe they they i find it hard that they would trade like a like a yusei Gokuchi if he is doing really well because i think that, you
0: need to have another area of need though
1: you need to have a you need to have something desperate it, again it would have to it's one of those mlb the show kind of trades where it's like it just works out perfectly and right. you make it happen because like if i'm seeing the blue jays rotation and you trade away like a guy who's doing well then it might be you know it might be kind of like questionable unless of course it's like you're getting Nolan Aranato back in return or some shit, you know what I mean? Well, like,
0: I, I think that, like, when you're looking at this team and when you're looking at the surplus of people right now, yeah, yeah. like, we're all talking and we're saying, oh, well, there's got to be a trade in the infield because we have a surplus of people. Right? Why is that conversation not happening about the pitchers? We I have know. a surplus of pitchers. Yep. If we're if we're making the same argument about all of these infielders, then I think that that same argument, to an extent, could potentially be, could be moved over to these pitchers. You're not going to trade any of the other guys but you say Kikuchi in a one-year deal. If you have the luxury to do so, there's there's a possibility. That's all I'm
1: saying. A I, I, I hear you. I hear. you. Could it be the fact that like these infielders are just kind of you know not not keeping Bo and Vlad out of this conversation. Just the rest of the infielders are kind of just like and Justin Turner. I'm talking, throwing him out of this conversation. They're kind of just like. I hate to use this word, but almost expendable in a way where they, you could their roster transferable. You know, I'm like you wouldn't you wouldn't feel the impact as much. Whereas I like, whereas an impactful starter, you might.
0: Yeah, yeah, you know? but I granted, I, I mean, this isn't fully coming out of left field. We've heard you say Kikuchi's name for sure. pop up a few times this off season. Right, we've right. heard him come up from a few analysts, from a few people. His name has popped up before. I mean, again, I do think that that's probably the lesser of uh of two possibilities for him to come up to the MLB. But I, I'm not going to completely rule it out. I think that there is a there is an actual reality where the Toronto Blue Jays, they're getting the trade season. Mm-hmm. They're looking at the rotation. They're saying, Ricky Tiedemann's phenomenal. We want to get him up here. We do have all of these guys. We need somebody in the lineup. Maybe we move one of those dudes to get it done.
1: Yeah, I mean, I hear what you're saying. Another way I could possibly see Ricky getting up, I mean, look, the, the number one thing for Ricky, like I think Pete Walker puts it the best. When he says he's still maturing and he's, he's still growing, I think – He's referring to not only maybe his mental, maybe, but also I think his ability to perform at a major league level. Mm-hmm. Because again, like we're saying, he pitched 44 innings in uh, in minor leagues last year, 18 in fall leagues. So we put it together, it's only 60 innings last year, right? So I think he needs to grow and grow that arm strength. Because if he pitches in AAA, maybe he pitches 60 innings down there. Maybe bring him up in the second half if, he's, if there's a job for him available is another 60 up here. I don't know if that would be possible to the bullpen because unless he starts. There's so some sort of way where it makes sense where you can get that total up to like 120, like double his kind of workload because mm-hmm. you don't want to see him go 180 right away, which they never would. But if there's a way where it makes sense, the Blue Jays' need aligns with his also development, I can see that working as well.
0: Yeah, and I think that he's really showing a lot of people that this off season, especially, again, if the reports are true, but this guy putting on 19 pounds of muscle – I mean, we got major leaguers here in the past who have walked in and who've had who've done effectively, you know, to our what we're seeing, not a whole lot in the offseason. Yeah. I think that it's showing a level of maturity for Ricky Tiedemann right now. He's never even come to the MLB. He is putting in the work this offseason and saying, I wanna be here. He's right. showing that he wants to be here from his performance so far in spring training and from the way that he's entering camp. So again, yeah. it, it's not guaranteed. But there is a strong possibility i think that this guy could potentially come to the show this year
1: there's a chance you know they can't write him off i mean david schneider came to the show and we didn't even know who he was Mm know, at this point last year yeah exactly um all right guys real quick shout out to the next part of this video but before we do we're going to give a little shout-out to the to the sponsor of this video. Whoa, whoa!
0: Time for your daily Hi, Betway, Betway breather. A quick, quick reminder that the best place, best place to bet is
1: on Betway. Betway. Must be
0: 19 years of age or older to play. play. In collaboration with iGaming Ontario, please, please bet responsibly. Now, back, now, back to, to the content. Shout-out to Betway, everybody, for being absolutely phenomenal. If you were a betting person, that you might want to look at Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Mm-hmm. He showed up to camp today, and, I mean, just, like, as everybody's been saying, yeah. the kid looks really good. He does oh, yeah. look really good. And, I mean, he took some BP, and it looked phenomenal. And so the question now is, are we fooling ourselves again? <laughs> are we fooling ourselves again? Because there have been a lot of comments, you know, coming out on, on not even just what we're saying, but what the Toronto Blue Jays are saying, what other creators are saying. Effectively... Throwing us back to last year and saying this exact same conversation happened last year. Everybody said, oh, Guerrero looks good. Guerrero looks good. He lost weight this offseason. He's coming in looking fit. The swing looks nice. And this isn't the first time it's happened. It feels like every offseason, we jump back on the Guerrero hype train and we say, this year, this is going to be different. This is the year that he hits his potential. This is the year that he shows why he's on the cover of MLB The Show. Mm -hmm are we fooling
1: ourselves again or is there is there true reason to believe
0: that uh that, that he does look good
1: i mean he looks good in terms of his body looks good some people are, i mean someone in the chat saying he looks fat which i think if you go look at his training videos and you compare it to last year i think you would be wrong in that conversation mm-hmm. uh i think he physically looks great and obviously you're supposed to look physically great coming into every spring training right if you don't then you're not really doing your job as a professional athlete, especially with baseball, when baseball is such a long sport where you are playing six out of seven days every single week. Hell, even some weeks, you're playing like two weeks straight of baseball. You don't have time to go to the gym. You're, you're flying around. You're, you're you're not eating right. You're, you're just trying to grab a, a meal before you're going to the diamond. You're on the diamond all the time. So it's more of a attr- war of attrition as a ball player. So you have to look good coming into spring training because if you don't, you've started a place where you're not good, you're going to end up even worse. And that's what we saw of Vladimir Guerrero Jr. the last couple of years end up in a place that was even worse, where he felt like he was running out of gas. Yeah. So this, for me, is a good sign that he's built up the stamina, he's built up the strength to endure a 162 season. Now, what? how will he do in that time? That is yet to be seen. You
0: know, John Schneider came in and was talking about Guerrero a little bit, and again, like he's always going to say this, this is yeah. just like, what you have to do as manager, but he did say that he looks great. Uh, he said, you know, the old best shape of your life spring training but I mean he put a ton yeah. of work in. I love the way he looks. I love the way he prepared and you know that's what really good players do. They take ownership of everything in the off season. And it does feel like and and I think this is why to cycle it back to what I started off here discussing, talking about, is this off season different? Is this are we getting ourselves back on this train? And we're fooling ourselves again, or is this real? I think that this off specifically, and entering into training camp, you are hearing a lot of the old "the best shape of your life" is what these players are walking into camp as, right? And and I think that that's not necessarily something that we've heard. Alec Mano, we didn't even bring him up this video so far, mm, yeah. but obviously, like that guy looks phenomenal. Guerrero looking phenomenal. Ricky Tiedemann looking phenomenal. Yariel Rodriguez looking really like there's so many players. Uh, that were on the roster that we were kind of counting out a little bit, getting down on, they're coming in and looking like they could be potentially, as John Schneider says, in the best shape of your life. And I feel like that is why this training camp right now, this offseason, and this hype train that we're getting ourselves on right
1: now, maybe it's different than years prior. Hey, like I, I want to hop on the hype train, and I'm gonna. I'm, I'm absolutely going to hop on the hype train for this season. I just need to see something on the field first before I start to really believe. Like, if I'm, walk, if I'm seeing spring training baseball and Vladdy, you know, his exit field is looking really good. It, it's in the hundreds. You know, he's looking really good. Um, if I'm seeing Ricky Tiedemann, he's painting the corners at 98. And same with, uh, you know, Manoa, he's painting the corners at 94 and that slider's looking nasty. It's fooling hitters. I need to see the results. And, yeah, I'm, if I don't see the results, you know, I got to do the same thing, right? If I don't see the results, am I going to go, oh, God, they're awful? No. If I, if I do see the results of them doing well, am I going to go, oh, God, they're amazing? No, I, I just got to see a sample size. Give me a treat of what this could be, and then I got to see a full 162. I got to start seeing it happening and playing in front of me.
0: Yeah, of course, right? It's, you can only get so far when you're just looking at the highlights and the batting practice, and don't get me wrong, it all looks really good mm-hmm. right now. We're going to learn a lot about this team in the month of April. But then again, are we? Because really, here's the thing. Last April. I know. I, was, I just said that. I just said that. And then I remembered last April. And last April, we looked like the scariest team in baseball. Right, right. And then all of the wheels started falling off. <laughs> so uh, baseball is a long goddamn season. Yeah, dude. yeah, baseball's yeah. Baseball is a long goddamn season. So I, I'm really excited, at the very least, that all of these players right now are entering into camp, entering into what's going to be spring training come this Saturday. Oh, yeah. In a shape... That hmm. should allow them the best chance
1: possible to exactly. stay healthy
0: and to stay energized for 162 games.
1: Baseball such a long season. You know, Bo Bichette had a great year last year, front to back, right? But do you remember the year before, it's very similar numbers, where he was started off awful. Yeah. He was awful. And then right at the last... Second half, he turned on. He was another level. He won player of the month in September. Like he was unreal, ended up with the same stats, right? So (laughs) that's why when you look at a stat line, you don't know when they were hot or how they got hot or when they got their hits or when they got their home runs or when they got their walks. It's a long season. What I need to see is their approach, the details of the game. Painting the fastball on the outside corner. You know when Robbie Ray was with the Blue Jays kind of getting off topic? but Kind of not. When, you know when I knew Robbie Ray was going to be up there for Cy Young was when he started out in spring training and his fastballs, he was pumping them up and in. Yeah. He didn't care. Up and in. Consistency. Fastball, 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 fastball. Wherever the sliders. On the righties, back foot, back foot, back foot, back foot. It was consistent. Mm. And I, I, I said on our streams, this guy's going to have an incredible season. And he won Cy Young. So we need to see something similar. If they see see something similar from uh, Alec Manoa, Cy Young's coming. But you need to see an effort on the details early. If you can see that, that's good effort.
0: 100 dude 100 so there's a lot of stuff to look out for come spring training which is happening this saturday by the way folks we're gonna be live for this saturday's game and this sunday's game those are the first two toronto blue jays spring training games we are definitely not gonna miss them folks so you want to be here at 1 p.m in the afternoon i brought it up earlier in this stream we were talking about a yusei kikuchi trade trade from the starting pitching i mean still like that that's a long ways away guys that is a long ways Mm -hmm. away but there are a lot of talks right now about the infield, potentially shipping someone off there. You bring in Escobar, you bring in Vogelbach, both of them have infield eligibility. You already had IKF, Justin Turner, mm-hmm. uh, Guer- Guerrero. You're not going to trade Guerrero, obviously, but he's, <laughs> but he's obviously owning a spot in there. Yep. Davis Schneider, Kevin Biggio, Santiago Espinal. I mean, like the list feels like it is forever long right now. So many guys there, and so many dudes who deserve at-bats, deserve time at the major league level. It feels like these Toronto Blue Jays are, as Shai Davidi would put it, poised for a trade before opening day. That's what he had to say. What are your thoughts Mm. on the Toronto Blue Jays potentially being poised to make a trade before opening day? I have a lot of thoughts about it. I posted a video about this literally yesterday. You go first, then I'll give my two cents.
1: Um, Well... Here's the thing. They absolutely could make a trade before opening day. I mean, they got a ton of depth on their team to have the option to make a trade. Now, here's the thing. We haven't seen these guys yet. So, like, just the same argument we are talking about before of, like, oh, is be a breakout? Well, we don't know yet, right? Mm-hmm. You, you can't bank on anything, right? So bringing all these depth guys and signing guys like IKF and bringing in Escobar, bringing in Vogelback, these are just options, right? You got to see what they do in spring training. You got to see how they're looking. If Espinal, for example, who we've been, we've been writing off for this entire offseason, saying he's a great trade bait, he's a great trade bait, let's get rid of him, let's trade him. What if he starts out spring training looking like incredible? Yeah, he's in a great shape, but also he shows up and he's putting up quality at bats. He's having a 100 mile power hour exit VLO, I'm just throwing out fantasy land right here. But what if he starts to look like he deserves playing time? We don't know that. Until the players start playing, we don't know that. So with that being said, I think they yes, they could make a trade before opening day, absolutely an option. But why don't we wait and see what happens first when the sprint when the when the games roll out? What if a guy gets injured? You need a replacement? Okay, you have that depth there. You're you're allowing yourself by bringing all these guys in to have options. You have options. So let's wait a little bit, see how the season rolls out before we start making trades and assuming a guy is one thing or another. Yeah, I mean, I think what Shai said there. He said that we're poised to
0: yep. make a trade before yep. opening day, and what that means is that the door is open. You could do it. That doesn't mean that they're going to, right? There's going to be a lot of people, a lot of analysts, a lot of other content creators saying that a trade is imminent, a trade is incoming right now, like it's going to happen. I don't really buy that. I think that by going out and by getting Escobar, by getting Vogelbach, you have given yourself the opportunity to make a trade if you need to, if you want to later down the line. That doesn't mean that you have to do it, right? Just because you have some some money bo- uh, burning a hole in your pocket doesn't mean that the right thing to do right now is to spend it immediately. You know, Mm -hmm. maybe you want to hold on to that bullet. And that's another thing that Shai Davidi was talking about when he was literally on our podcast the other day and we spoke to him one-on-one saying Mm -hmm. that the Toronto Blue Jays, they like having these options. They want to be versatile. They want to be able to roll out a lineup where the the main focus is we're dealing with ground balls or the main focus is we're hitting for contact or the main focus is we're all speedsters we're going to run the bases really well right they want to be able to do that and by having all of these players Espinal and Schneider and Biggio and and IKF and Turner and everybody it gives you it it provides you the option right now to really play you know you lock in the top three you make it Springer uh, Bo, Guerrero but then everybody else we are moving. We, we're we staying versatile right now. Nobody can game plan for us because we're always changing it. And and I think that the Blue Jays, like, they do like that. We've seen John Schneider do stuff like that before. And holding on to these guys and waiting on a trade until trade deadline, yep. when then you know, okay, well, we need a setup, man. Or, oh, shit, like, not working on at third base. Right. Or, uh-oh, somebody's injured in the outfield. Now you have the bullet to get that done.
1: Well, what if you get to trade deadline and you have all these guys on your in your bench, you know, you got Schneider, you got Espinal, you got Bejo. What if they're all doing well, you know, in their limited playing time? Right. Okay, well, now this makes more sense to trade one off if they're not going to get the playing time. Get two of them great playing time. <laughs> trade one off and get that set of man or whatever the hell you're going to need well, at that I'll, point. I'll tell you Reassess. Right that argument right there, I just want to cycle back.
0: That's the same argument I made for Yusei Kikuchi. Are you turning around on that?
1: No, because here's what I'm not. Because Yusei Kikuchi, right, he's got guaranteed playing time, right? Because these guys don't. Right, you have a guy on a bench who's going to get 180, 200, 250, maybe, maybe at bats. Right, maybe you got to get him to another team, uh, get a team who has got value, and these you're not going to lose that much. Whereas right. you said Coochie, you're missing a whole fifth start. Okay, of, okay. Of potential. Agree,
0: right? agree to disagree there, but I do think that you, you make a good point saying that. Yeah, if all three of these guys are doing well, I mean now you now you can sell high. And right mm-hmm. now, it's like if you were to trade one of these dudes, let's say you trade Espinal, I mean, it, you're trading low here. Right? Mm-hmm. You're not going to get anything major back. I, like, yeah. what are we bringing into the team that's going to, you know, save the day here? A minor league bullpen guy? Maybe, right? Like, it, it's not maybe like we're going to be getting a whole lot.
1: Low-end, low-end uh, bullpen guy? maybe. Exactly. You know?
0: You know, so it, it's like I feel like if you're the Toronto Blue Jays right now, you have Escobar and you have Vogelbach and you're bringing those dudes in – as a way to allow yourself to do this later. Or, as insurance, if one or more of those guys, Biggio and Schneider and Esmaul, maybe they're just, all, on the other side of things, terrible this year. Maybe they just all stop. There you go. There well, you go. guess what? We got uh, we got Eduardo Escobar waiting in the wings in the minor league system. At the very least, mm-hmm. we know that guy can play at an MLB level.
1: Yeah, if he pops off in the minor leagues, okay, well, let's call him up. You know, and that's the thing, too, is you don't have to start this guy in your 40-man. You can just send him right down in the minor leagues right away. So if you do that, hell, if he's popping off and you're struggling, look, look what we saw last year. We were struggling to get offense on our team and we called up David Schneider because right. he was popping off. So the same thing could happen. There's, But I agree that we should probably wait, see what happens before we make any like, you know, trades.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So... Culmination, folks, in conclusion, this team looks filthy. The pitching staff looks phenomenal. There's seven MLB-ready starters, according to Chris Bassett. And even though the Toronto Blue Jays, they might be rumored or poised to make a trade before opening Mm -hmm. day, doesn't mean that they're going to. First spring training game this Saturday. We're going to be live for it, folks. There's a lot to be excited about if you're a Toronto Blue Jays fan right now, especially this rotation, dude. It was so nice having a top-five rotation last year. And I'm feeling... Honestly really good that it's
1: gonna happen I, yet. I feel better because what was the argument? Oh well what if some guys regress? Well we just we, Bowdoin Francis looks good, Yario looks good, and Ricky T can come up. So it's three guys needed to be coming in. Whereas last year we only had Ryu. Yeah. Like we have now we have three guys That's coming, the thing, yeah. Right? Honestly,
0: like worst possible case scenario right now, like a lot of the guys in our starting rotation already suck. Well, at least, at the very least, you got three guys ready to take that spot and and give it their best shot. Exactly, exactly.
1: We're fine, guys. Guys, let us know in the comments down below what do you think about all of these conversations. Do you think the Blue Jays are going to be scary in the pitching side of things? And what about the offense? Because obviously, we have yet to see how that's going to do.
0: Thank you so much for watching, everybody. And as always, Go Jays Jays go! Go!